get ready. Every dinosaur statue you've ever seen or a skeleton is made from uh, ground up chicken bones from China. To question everything. Yeah, she she told me that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. What do you believe? As I was looking around, it looked like an extraterrestrial starship. I mean, it, it felt like it was a starship. And why do you believe it? I, I do, based on my belief in scripture, I do believe that there is some sort of eternal consequence, or you could even say eternal punishment. This is Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome to what is technically the 41st episode of Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. If you've been counting along with me, you may notice a discrepancy in that number, but I'll get back to that episode number in a minute. And uh, yeah, welcome. So for this episode, we're going to take it a little easy. It's not going to be as heavily edited as previous episodes. And there is no video version of this anniversary podcast either. So sorry about that if you want to see my beautiful face. Uh, So it Yeah, it isn't available on YouTube, but other than that, let's celebrate two years of Unquestionable with Calvin Smith together. This show has come quite a long way since its first airing on March 22nd of 2021 with the episode Greys and Samurai Swords, The Case of Stardust Ranch. And I wanted to take a look back at some of the most memorable moments of Unquestionable so far, as well as some number comparisons from this year compared to last year compared to the first year. But first of all, I wanted to thank each and every one of you for listening and supporting the show. It seriously means more than anything to me. It really means the world to me. And every time I get feedback, whether it's positive or negative, which I get both, arguably get more negative, you know, the angry believers out there. (laughs) Anyways, I take it to heart and I use it to make the show more enjoyable for everybody listening. With that being said, I'd appreciate it if everyone could leave me a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you may be listening to this show. And remember to head over to YouTube and give me a like and to subscribe over there because, of course, again, this episode isn't playing over there, so you know what to do. Go find my link tree and go give me a like and a subscribe. Let's take a look at some unquestionable numbers from last year compared to this year. So... Last year, I had 161 subscribers on YouTube as of March 22nd of 2022. Today, as of right now, I have 441 subscribers on YouTube. That's way, way, way better. That's like quadruple what it actually uh, was last year. TikTok followers. Last year, I had 880 followers at this time. This year, I'm at 21,000 200, almost 21,300. It actually may even be 21,300 by the time you're listening to this. But yeah, that's a huge, 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 huge jump, like 900% jump. That's awesome. Facebook followers. Last year, I had 167 followers. This year, I have 202 followers on Facebook. It was actually 201 until yesterday. (laughs) And Instagram followers. Last year, I had 247. As of today, I have 325 Instagram followers. Again, great increase. And there's actually a new analytic tracker on my hosting platform that I use, Spotify for Podcasters. 
And uh, there's a new tracking thing on there, and it shows me how many people are actually following my podcast on Spotify specifically. And I'm at 499 people, so there's literally 500 people who are following Unquestionable with Calvin Smith just on Spotify. That's not even including all of the other platforms. So, holy crap, guys. That is a significant jump from last year. And, I mean, if we're going to talk about year one, let's see. March 22nd of 2021, how many followers did I have on Facebook? Zero. Uh, TikTok, zero. I didn't even have a TikTok at that time. YouTube, zero. Didn't even have a YouTube channel. Instagram, zero. So you can see the the jump. You know, it, it literally went, I built this thing up from, from the bottom up and from recording this stuff in my closet with my telephone um, to now having an office, a new house, hundreds if not thousands of you guys listening, dozens of guests, dozens of topics, and uh, there's a big announcement that I actually have coming up here in a couple seconds, but I just wanted to take a minute to just thank you guys so much for continuing to support the show. It's awesome, and only only up from here. I do have a big announcement to make, though. I have teamed up with the Secular Alliance of Michigan as their new social media manager. The Secular Alliance of Michigan was created to improve the lives of all Michigan residents who hold a naturalistic worldview. And on that note, Unquestionable with Calvin Smith, this show right now, is now affiliated with the Secular Alliance of Michigan, SAM. So, you will be seeing some new content, guests, topics, and so much more in the near future with Unquestionable. But... I'd also like to note that if you live in Michigan and would like to support the Secular Alliance of Michigan, please go to secularalliance.org or see the link in the description of this very episode to learn how to contribute. This is a big stepping stone in not only the podcast's life, but my personal life as well, and I am very, very happy and honored to be a part of the organization. As most of you may know, I recently started doing this final thoughts segment where I kind of give my final thoughts on the person I just interviewed and say whether I thought their belief was convincing or not to myself. I only recently started doing this because when initially starting the show, I wanted you, the audience, to draw your own conclusions on the subject for any given episode. Now it seems like it may benefit you guys a bit more to explain my thought process a bit and uh, get a bit more personal with you guys. So now it's time to play a bit of catch-up and some of the guests that I've had this season that I didn't have final thoughts for. Not all of them, but just a few that I felt the need to elaborate more on and also revisiting a couple people that I did have final thoughts for. Just because. But first, I think we need a little reminder of what was said before we talk about it. So as a heads up, this clip I'm about to play is 1 minute and 49 seconds, so check out the first clip from earlier this season and we'll talk about it after. So there's every dinosaur statue you've ever seen or a skeleton is made from uh, ground up chicken bones from China. And the, 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 it's absolutely true. Look it up. And the, the, the museum will tell you that, oh, the, the dinosaur bones are too fragile to put out. You know, you, you're not allowed to see them. I mean, they're millions no, of years old. <laughs> well, that, but the no dinosaur skull has ever been found. Check this out. Um, from the, all of our history, from the pyramids to now, however long that is, no, you know, till I mean, before dinosaurs, the 1800s, all those mega constructions, no one ever came across a dinosaur bone. Never once. Then some royal guy in the mid-1800s writes a paper about dinosaurs, theorizing dinosaurs, peer-reviewed paper, 
publishes it. A year later, to the day, he and his team discover the first dinosaur. Okay? That's all I need to say. It's over. Now, I would say... Dragons? That, that down. Dragons, you know, like Absolutely. dinosaurs have, have been found by ancient civilizations I, I and what, labeled as dragons because they absolutely. didn't know any better. Uh, well, I, I think it's the other way around. I think that dragons, giant, you know, there were giant animals, just not these guys. And I think that maybe one of the reasons they did dinosaurs is because we were discovering bones of giants, giant humans, like a femur that's 10 feet tall, a femur that's 10 feet tall, or even 20 feet tall. Okay. And they needed to make up these giant dinosaurs to hide the fact that our history is a lie. Right. There's, you know, it, there's so many reports, newspaper reports, people found these giant skeletons and then they call the Smithsonian and you call the police and they're like, well, you got to call the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian comes and goes, oh, thank you. And they take them away and they dump them in the ocean and you never see them again. <laughs> it was the it's absolutely true. Look it up for me. I really did like my discussion with Dave Weiss. Uh, I just really feel like he was right out of the bat, like ready to debate me or something. And I just don't do that on my show, really. I'm just now kind of trying to incorporate more debate style topics into the show. But at the time, I wasn't into it, nor was I much prepared. But that's kind of the point of the podcast, right? Anyways, I did look it up, Dave. I looked up exactly that. So I put in dinosaur bones are just ground up chicken bones from China into Google. These were my results. These screenshots I will put on social media so you guys can all take a look at it for yourself. But basically I typed in that little blip that uh, Dave said to type into Google. And the first article that pops up is fake Chinese fossils, fossil forgery from China from timevaultgallery.com. It doesn't seem very reliable. Then we got Scientific American, How Fake Fossils Pervert Paleontology, Smithsonian Mag, um, China's Dinosaur Folklore. We got FieldMuseum.org, which dinosaur bones are real. And then China Daily, Chinese villagers eat dinosaur bones. So, um, yeah, needless to say, there was like one article that I could find from a unreliable source about ground up chicken bones. All dinosaur bones being ground up chicken bones from China. But yeah, obviously some of these websites are a bit more trustworthy than others, but jokes aside, I don't deny that there are inaccuracies in the depictions of dinosaurs, but I mean, that's why we continue to study what's left of their bones and fossils to learn more about the anatomy of these creatures. The point is that just saying, look it up, doesn't help anyone. You need to have reliable resources ready to point to if you're going to present them here, let alone here on Unquestionable. So funny story, actually. Uh, if you weren't aware, I was on Truth Wanted, a show that's a product of the atheist community of Austin. I was on Truth Wanted, a live call-in show, anyways, uh, in July of last year, 2022. And anyways, after the show, Objectively Dan, who's the main host of Truth Wanted, he sent me a screenshot of a message that he got over Twitter. It was Dave Weiss. He heard me mention him on Truth Wanted. And when we were talking about the Flat Earth Theory, you know, I was talking about Dan and he he basically Dan messaged or Dave messaged Dan asking if he could essentially be a guest on Truth Wanted. And I just I thought it was funny. It was like a day or two after my episode aired. And, you know, we talked about the, the flat earth thing on there. And uh, Dave felt the need to, for some reason, private message objectively Dan asking to talk to him. And I don't think Dan messaged him back. Sorry, Dave. 
but I think it would be fun to have Dave on again sometime. So maybe I can look into, you know, come season three, him being on the podcast again, if you guys are interested. Next stop down memory lane is my interview with Bigfoot researcher Ronald Moorhead. This clip is a minute and 20 seconds long, so let's take a listen and discuss what happened after. I guess kind of where I'm I'm a little caught up is if um, at this time where, you know, it's believed that Bigfoot were possibly attacking people and, and you know, killing people in some cases, um, and you determined that it, it wasn't a bear and it wasn't, you know, a, a mountain lion or something like that. What made you say, okay, it's it's not a big or it's not a, a bear, it's not a mountain lion, therefore it's a Bigfoot? Uh, well, because of the bodies they found. A bear would have eaten them if he was going to kill them. Why? Uh, plus, they saw it. I mean, there's been witnesses to it, supposedly. And uh, uh, they knew it, it was probably a Bigfoot. I mean, what, they didn't call it a Bigfoot, they called it something else, but uh, right. same thing. It was huge, big, and it's more than one of them, I think. I told them that, you know. And so uh, it's that's they just determined that's what it must be, and they wanted to know what it takes to be safe and come back there and rehabilitate their, their village because it's a good fishing spot. Yeah. Nice area, really pretty. And uh, uh, it's a port lock, they call it. Okay. Uh, anybody can research that, and, and there's videos been made of it before, and like I say, uh, it's on Discovery Plus now, I think, the newer newer eight-part series. So my main point I was trying to get across with this question I had for Ron was, how do you know it was a Bigfoot if we don't currently have any examples of Bigfoot and their hunting-slash-killing behaviors? From what it sounds like for the most part of the interview, it was, quote, I don't think a bear or cougar did this, therefore it had to be a Bigfoot. When I could come to the relatively same conclusion, but say that it had to be leprechauns. It's just an assertion. It honestly sounds like Ron's belief in Bigfoot is primarily based on anecdotal testimonies of others who claim to have seen or experienced a Bigfoot. Still, I had a great time talking with Ron, albeit it was one of the slower paced episodes I've made so far, but the episode is still very much a must watch, especially with the clips I play in the episode that, according to Ron Moorhead, our Bigfoot calls, so go check out that episode if you haven't yet. As you may remember, I made a bit of a change to the show around spring last year when I decided I wanted to focus more on religion and religious claims and kind of move away from ancient history a bit. History is still an extremely interesting topic to me and I believe it is a very important thing for people to know and understand, but it just wasn't really clicking with the show much nowadays, so I just wanted to stick to talking to the experts in history and what they believe and why. With that being said, let's move on to our next clip in the exploration of claims over the second year of Unquestionable. Let's take a listen to this two minute and eight second long clip, and we'll talk about it afterwards. So let's do it this way. On a scale from zero to 100%, how certain are you that you are right and that the particular God that you believe in exists? 100%. And again, I say that because of all the evidence he's left me. I have no evidence from Zeus. I have no evidence from Odin. No evidence from the spaghetti monster. But with this God, I got evidence upon evidence upon evidence. But but what what is it, though? I've been asking, like, you, like I, I've gotten a lot of evidence for, you know, uh, what you believe is evidence for Jesus existing um, and historical people existing. But 
I haven't heard anything that is like, wow, this is evidence for a God and not only a God, but the particular God that Victor believes. Remember, when I say a building or a painting, do I really have to ask myself if there was a builder? No, because we have we have previous examples of paintings being being made and buildings being built. We have previous examples of that that we can demonstrate. You didn't even let me finish, brother. Well, because I because I didn't want you to go on if I already knew the answer to your question. But if you you would like, you can continue. I would. The evidence for my God is his creation. And he has also said that those two witnesses, our consciousness and the very creation that we can see is full evidence uh, enough for you to believe that there is a, a creator God. Because we all know, and I've heard all the arguments too, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. But I could I have... have... I could have a Muslim walk up to me and say, this is create creation is evidence of Allah, not uh-huh. the God of Christianity. Boom. Yeah, it's the, it's oh. the same thing that you're saying. Not the same thing. Because again, I have other evidences such as the scriptures that do not lie. They think so too. Or- they, they think they have a lot of evidence too. I loved Victor, honestly, like seriously. Super enthusiastic guy, as you can probably tell, and very nice and polite. Although I did get a few times that he may not be as open to criticisms as he says that he is. I really tried to use street epistemology and thought experiments to get Victor to hear what he himself was saying, but it almost seemed like he was just waiting for his turn to speak rather than taking what I'm saying into consideration. Why are you at 100% positivity that your God exists if the only reason you believe is because the Bible says so? How did you determine your personal experience was with the God that you want to be true? I think that Victor did take some things away from this interview to think about, mostly because his TikTok page where he had some videos attempting to defend his faith has since disappeared. Now let's look at one more clip from season two, continuing on with the religion topic. And this specific clip is due to the fact that people often make this mistake when speaking about the atheist position if they themselves aren't an atheist. This clip is a minute and 16 seconds long. Take a listen and we'll talk after. But in terms of like the supernatural claims, I think that's more of a challenge of worldview, (laughs) right? That in your worldview, there is no God and therefore there are no miraculous things that happen. And in our worldview, there is a God and who can definitely do miraculous things like raise the dead or even talk through a donkey or a snake. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that would be the devil, but, you know, talk through, talk through a donkey or what have you. And so that's more of a worldview challenge, I think. Okay. I would like to clarify real quick. I don't claim that mm-hmm. there is no God. I claim that I, I, I lack a belief in a God. So I, uh, okay. I've never said that I, that God is not real. I don't say that. I've said it as a joke. Um, I've done it, you know, with memes and stuff, of course, but, um, in all seriousness, I don't claim, uh, that God doesn't exist. Um, I just, I'm just not convinced, you know, like I, um, you know, I lack evidence, you know, I'm happy to accept evidence and, you know, Mm -hmm. believe in God, but believing in the God and then worshiping the God, that's a whole other, whole other thing, whether, you know, I can believe in the God, but that wouldn't mean that I'd worship it. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah just like whether for me, or not like, he's actually worthy of worship. I felt this clip was important to revisit for a couple different reasons. 
First of all, atheism or lacking a belief in a god or gods isn't a worldview. So as soon as Jay said worldview, I knew we were going to have to dive deeper into this. He attempted to kind of steel man my position, or at least try to, which I appreciate, but it was apparent that Jay had a misunderstanding of what my position is and what atheism is. Nothing against him, it's a common misconception. Jay said that I make the claim that there is no God, and I just wanted to talk about that for a second. So there is agnosticism and there is atheism. These are two different positions. Agnosticism is a position on knowledge, and atheism is a position on belief. So you can be a Gnostic atheist, which lands the burden of proof on the atheists to prove that a god or gods does not exist. Or you can be an agnostic atheist, like myself, and just hold a position of, I don't believe you, prove it. And like I said, I personally land on the agnostic atheist spectrum, and to be honest, I think everybody does. I believe every single person on Earth is agnostic, because nobody has been able to fulfill the burden of proof of proving that a god exists. Sorry, not sorry. Anyways, I don't want to claim that there is in fact no god, as most atheists don't. This is arguably the biggest misconception of atheism, so I felt it really necessary to clarify some things here. For the next segment, I needed to tell you guys something. I have unpublished a few episodes of the show. I've unpublished a total of five episodes of the podcast, as in they were available for a limited amount of time and have since been taken off all streaming platforms and or YouTube and cannot be listened or watched to as of this moment. This is because I have changed my views about things since the beginning of the show, like my opinions on Atlantis existing, aliens, ghosts, and a lot more. For that reason, I didn't want those episodes where I was advocating for stuff I've changed my mind on and muddy the waters of what I actually believe. I will say that none of the episodes unpublished were guest appearances. Every single person I have interviewed for the show has since made an appearance with the exception of the upcoming interview I have coming at the beginning of April, which, I, again, if you didn't know, I have a, another episode coming out the first Wednesday of April, my next interview. So expect there to be a little less history-related content and even more religion-related content, but don't worry, it's not by any means going away completely, just toning it down a bit. Honestly, that's really everything that I had for everybody in this episode. Just kind of wanted to touch base with everyone and let everyone know what's going on in my life and what the future holds for Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. But make sure to check out the links in the description of this episode for more information on how to volunteer or donate to the Secular Alliance of Michigan or find an event going on near you. I'd love to meet you guys in person if you're a secular person and would like to um, learn more information about how to Make the world a little bit less, a little bit more tolerable, I guess you could say. A little less crappy, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But guys, I seriously appreciate you so much. Um, I, I really couldn't be here without you. I'm so thankful for each and every person that listens to this show. And I try to make that apparent as often as possible. But if you want to stay in touch with me, you can always find me on social media. I'm very easy to find and reach out to. You're welcome to follow me on TikTok or check out, again, the Secular Alliance of Michigan. I'm going to be hanging out with them a lot, doing a lot more work with them. And as of now, I am their social media manager. So every single post that you see on their social media accounts was put there by me. So if you have a question, comment, concern about anything that I have put on the Secular Alliance of Michigan's uh, 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter page, or anything of the sort, please reach out to me and I would love to, uh, you know, make a correction or take a second look at it for you to make sure that I'm putting out the highest quality content for you guys. But with that, everybody, thank you so, so, so much for listening. Here's to another two years of unquestionable, if not more. And uh, with that, thank you, everybody. I'll see you next time.